0: You are now listening to Chunky Glasses the podcast. This is episode number sixty-two, I believe. Uh, it will go down in history as the quickest editing of any podcast ever. Uh, Miss Siobhan and Yumaree just left Chunky Glasses headquarters, along with their friends Ben Tufts and Derek Avery, uh, both prominent DC-based musicians. Uh, the four of them just completed a tour uh, nationwide. Three months. They slept in a van. They slept on floors. They slept in parks. Uh, they had adventures. Uh, we sat down and talked with all of them about that and, uh, and more, uh, about the importance of ensuring your instruments and how getting broken into sucks, uh, and their new album, Lean Into the Wind. Uh, so, without further ado, we're just going to cut to the chase here. Uh, this is Miss Siobhan and you, Ray, and this is Chunky Lessons the Podcast, episode number 62.
1: It happens here,
2: and it finishes here. Two men enter...
0: One man and
3: nearly
0: a two-word review just a shit sandwich. I don't know the record I've been in this movie. That right there is a, a lot, wonderful lot of power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Derek, you Derek. Just tap yours. Yeah, good. Yep. Like I mean, said, if there's anything you guys want to talk about, if you wanted to go off on a rant, uh, it might happen. Anything? Uh, <laughs> might happen. What happens if I bring up the word americana? <laughs> <laughs> we talk I mean, we can there. start there.
3: We, you know, we, we can talk about we can talk about the umbrella category that we somehow fit under. Uh, do, I mean do, do you want to or is like No, it's fine, you know. I mean in, in all in all seriousness, you know, we um we played we played on the Americana stage at the Kingman Island Bluegrass Festival yeah. recently. And yeah, I uh feel
4: like most of our Here you need to take the microphone from me. Oh. Yeah. Most of our uh influences are American music. Yeah, I mean, American music. We have drawn a lot of folk and country and early American rock and soul and stuff from the 90s that we we're all into. Um, sometimes we tell people if they want a little bit more of a description that it's cosmic Americana, which mm-hmm. is kind of a little joke on the whole like Grant Parsons idea. Of-
0: it's, a, it's a little joke on that, but actually that's something like there, if you if you listen to like the album, like there's there's a lot in there and it skirts around. It. I mean, a couple of years ago, like they were calling bands like Blitz and Trapper, like weird Americana because didn't, people didn't know what to do with it and stuff. <laughs> uh, but there's definitely some of that. I mean, there's some like straightforward like. Blues blowouts And then there's Mm -hmm. some weird Like David Lynchian stuff That you're like Whoa This is And some And and honestly Like some cinematic stuff In there So
4: Yeah I think a lot of times We sort of Compose in a way That's almost visual Um, It's funny though Because I I feel like A lot of times People are kind of like Wow what you're doing Is kind of weird We we actually do get that Quite a bit Or people say Oh I like it But I don't know What to think about it Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm Totally fine with that. I don't feel like well, anything because, we're doing is is particularly very weird. Yeah, I don't really think.
3: I maybe contextually, like maybe in, in in terms of like what what people are trying to do right now with modern pop music. Yeah, maybe what we do is kind of weird. But like, I, I, whenever t- people do say that, I'm always like, well, I, I appreciate that. I mean, because I, I believe most people mean it as a compliment. But I don't really think that what we're doing is that strange or that out there. I mean, you know, we we all we we kind of came up in the '90s where you had bands like bands like Brainiac doing Mm -hmm. some really weird stuff Mm -hmm. and like that like I I don't know whenever I hear whenever I hear music described as weird like that's what I think of and we are nowhere near that
0: right I mean do you think it's because people are trying to put you guys into like a certain like mold and that you're
4: I don't think that most people who listen to us and like us um, I don't think that they worry too much about that and even a lot Mm -hmm. of people who've reviewed the album and really liked it just said you know don't even think about genre don't worry about it I, I and i don't think that people consciously try to put music in a mold but you were saying you know a lot of bands right now i think that comparatively we may be a little bit weird and i think that the reason is because of that because a lot of people are trying really hard to fit into a genre or a marketing idea and sure. it's just something that we've Never been worried about as much as we've been just worried about writing like music that we like and that we think is interesting.
0: Right, and and you guys, and this is like Yuma Ray. I mean, you'll say it in the intro, but uh you guys just finished up a three month tour. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So uh Ben Tufts over here, you were in the van. Hello, Derek Avery. Hi. Uh, you guys spent three months in a van. You're in a safe place now. If you have any feelings, yeah. <laughs> <dealing laughs> well, I I think um.
2: I don't have a ton of touring experience, but the the bulk of my touring experience is with with these guys. Uh-huh. And um, before I even started playing with them, I had done several weeks here and there with various groups and some, uh, plenty of weekend trips. And I definitely had arrived at the conclusion that you know uh, everybody who's in this for long enough, you know, and is serious about it, is is hopefully only going to be playing music that they enjoy playing, but. Um, really, when it comes down to being in a band with with a band that's going to, you know, th- that has got serious goals, you have to be able to get along with the people, yeah, for for an extended period of time, you know. And um, these guys are pretty easy to get along with, um, you know. I've got my own horror stories, which <laughs> we'll stay away <laughs> from to you know to protect the guilty and the innocent. But uh,
3: well, th- three months, like you said, you know, it, it, it's I don't think there's a I don't think there are four people I don't think there's four people on the planet. That could spend almost every waking moment with each other for three months straight. In, in a, I mean, in our van has some room, but it's still a van. It's still, you know, it's,
4: still it's smaller than a New York apartment.
3: Yeah, exa- or at least around the size of some Manhattan apartments, from what I've seen. <laughs> but um, you know, we we all got on each other's nerves at various times in this in this tour. But I think we all care about the music enough, and and do like each other enough to to be adults and get past you know work out and get past the stuff that's bothering us i think i think we did i think we did admirably yeah
4: yeah and since it's, we, we actually have one show left on wednesday yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, at the black hat but we we kind of derek um uh left a little early but the rest of us sat around and had a beer and kind of chatted last night even though we were exhausted and probably should have been in bed Mm -hmm. should have
3: been sleeping instead of drinking and talking about the band
4: yeah but i don't know i was at chris and i uh yuma and i live in california so we're gonna be headed back that way at some point and i was thinking about some of the stuff we're planning on doing there and i was getting excited about it but i was like man we're gonna be there and it'll be fun but like our band won't be there. It's a little bit sad.
0: Well, yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, in, in is this the first big tour you guys have done as the four of you? or uh, The first full tour
2: that we've done first, with this lineup. With but this, lineup. this is my fourth tour with Chris w- and Aaron. With Chris and Aaron. Yeah. And um, the first one I did, I only did the Eastern half. But every other tour has been a combined at least two months. How yeah. many
3: shows have you played with us now? I know we eclipsed a hundred back at the beginning of this tour.
2: Yeah, it's it's around 130, 140 shows that i have played.
3: Indication, so
0: yeah. you it. Yeah. Right. yeah. So. Um. Did you guys like? It sounds like you've gotten a lot tighter together as people, maybe on this tour, a little bit. A little. It's kind, kind little of un- it's kind
3: of unavoidable. Yeah, you know? it's kind of
0: unavoidable. Uh, I mean, do you feel that like affecting the shows you're playing and like when you started out? Was it, like, well-rehearsed? I know you started out with you guys getting married. Yeah. It
4: so, did. so
3: yeah.
0: Belated congratulations. I
3: Thank wonder. you. Thanks,
0: man. Um, yeah, go
3: ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say that, um, you know, the, there's only so much rehearsal you can do.
4: Especially uh, in four days. Yeah,
3: we did only have four days to practice. And it was four days, four days of practice, but also four days of getting ready to get, you know, like, well, we, we had done the wedding, and we are having to try and, you know, get... Pack up, clean up, do do what we can to get we our lives back together. Video. Oh, that yeah, we, did. we shot we shot a video for the first song off of "Lean Into the Wind." We we mm-hmm. shot a video for "Drifters Compass." So we really didn't have much time to to you know to kind of beat the songs to death. So some of the some of the um some of the first you know, the,
4: more
3: time for that, so. the first the first few shows were basically like you know us playing ourselves back into shape. But but really over the course of the last three months, I mean, I I feel like. I feel like m- maybe the the songs and also the inside jokes have on- have only gotten stronger and, <laughs> and more tight knit, and uh, so yeah, are, are, are we are we are we badass right now? Definitely, nice, nice. So like, come for
0: the music, but stay for the stage banter. Oh, that, yeah, that,
3: yeah. That, well, it's like
4: really fun for us on stage, and like sure. you would think that playing the same songs over and over, it might get kind of boring, but it's actually it's gotten more and more fun. Like there are different little things that happen, like. There's during Drifters Compass. There's one part where if we're like set up a certain way, I get to like rock out with Derek for a little <laughs> bit, which is really fun. There's like something that you always yell at the beginning of <laughs> one of the songs. <laughs> that I don't is
0: think, it a random something?
3: I don't
4: think that the audience can even hear it. Uh, yeah. But it's a
3: bit of un-mike, unmiked profanity that yeah. that that, uh, that is timed at like the right at the first hit of the.
1: Mm-hmm. It, yeah. yeah, it's pretty. Amazing. But it's great
4: because it's like this challenge to not like crack up laughing before nice. we all
1: start playing. Remember that one time that we played in uh Leavenworth, Washington.
4: I remember that. And
1: the whole <laughs> town was like German themed and like I usually I usually try to shout like like the word shit or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm but the whole town was German-themed, so I just shouted, Scheisse. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, th- I got wrapped up in that moment of pun that I totally forgot to unmute my bass, so it was like, Scheisse, <laughs> nothing.
2: <laughs> and I didn't hear him. I just noticed that he wasn't playing and kind right. of right, right. Gave him, like, turned around and gave him the stink face.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> th- all of this was happening behind me. I totally missed all of that. Right. Man.
2: I don't know if Chris or Aaron have figured out yet that for the beginning of one song, I really... Only need to use my right hand, and so I've got in the habit that the last few shows of drinking whatever beverage I have with my left <laughs> nice. hand while we're playing the beginning of the song. And I don't think either of them have even <laughs> noticed. I don't know. yet. I didn't know nice. exactly
3: what you're talking I about. I've completely yeah. missed that. Which song? You're is behind
2: that? Them. Oh yeah. Are you <laughs> Yeah. It's, wow. good, it's ben, a good talent to have. You're I emptied, a I emptied, it, Yeah, I know. I ben, emptied, a, emptied a beer during the beginning of that song. for and I
1: sometimes will go into staring contests at the beginning of that song as well. <laughs> They'll be playing one-handed, and I won't be Well, I think part. that's how it started, actually, because yeah. I was
0: trying to make you crack up. So in all these dates that you were playing, um, I honestly don't, and this is just bad research on my part, I don't know the scope of like how well you guys are known at all how How did the audience receive what you were doing for the live shows where I think we talked about like you played places um where people were there for the music like in in Texas what we were talking about a little earlier, but was it generally like people were like holy shit like this is a- most people realize we're kind of a big deal you no
4: know? <laughs> <laughs> so really eventually went. we're still- we've been doing this uh we've been touring first as a duo and then as a band mm-hmm. for about three years, and so we have built up some um, you know, groups, areas where we have fans, but I would say for the most part we're still playing a lot of shows where people are hearing us for the first time. And that's a really... I feel like that's a great place to be because you get such a genuine reaction yeah. to the music and it's been very, very overwhelmingly positive. One thing that I think is really cool is that we play a lot of different types of venues and we've played in so many different places that we... Play to a lot of different kinds of people—people people from all over, people of different ages—and we get a really great response from like well, yeah, just wildly different groups of people. You know, we,
3: we get to play. We get to play to crowds of people who may be much younger than us, or we get to play to crowds of people who are our parents' age, and like, these are people who are not going to. Go to, a, you know, a 21 and over rock and roll club where right, right, it's right. loud and noisy and dark and it'll kind of be a little disorienting. But one, one place in particular that's been really good to us is a, a joint in Santa Fe. That's a barbecue restaurant that has bands, um, you know, like every day. Yeah. Seven days a week. And um, and so people people <laughs> come people come there expecting music, and um, and we usually we usually play like you know somewhat of an extended set. They want you to, they want you to, to to you know hold the crowd's attention for a little while. And we've always been treated really well there, and people always come up and you know they talk to us afterwards, and they're there to you know definitely there to listen to music. And I I hope to think I like to think that you know just about any band that plays there gets that reaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there have been other there have been different experiences where we'll play. A rock club with let's say we know a band from this one town but we've never actually played there before so we we get with them and we set up a we get them to help us set up a show and so the people that come out have never heard us before they're there to see their their, their, their friends, local yeah, band yeah, their yeah, friends yeah. and so the best possible reaction we can ever get in that kind of situation which you know luckily has happened a few times on on this tour is people are kind of talking milling about not really paying attention to you and by the time you're done with your second or third song the whole room is dead silent, yeah. and they're just staring at you. And then, when the, you finish that, that, that you know, that last part of that one heavy song or whatever, and then everybody's like turning, and everyone's like turned and is staring at you. And they, they, the song's over, but they don't, they don't know the song, so they don't know it's over <laughs> yet. Like, ah, there's, that, there's, that, yeah, there's that, that couple of seconds that with pregnant nothing, pause, and yeah. then people start clapping. Like that's that's one of the best possible things you can hope for. Absolutely. You
0: know? And
1: you, you like you like the pregnant applause.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Derek, you don't like the pregnant applause? I'll try, take any applause I can get.
1: I find silence uh, in an audience weird no matter how long yeah. it lasts. Even if it's just like a fraction of a second, I'm like, why aren't they doing anything? <laughs> And if they're, if they're totally quiet because they're like wrapped up in what's happening, then I'm still weirded out. And one time like, that I appreciate happened. it, but why aren't you like?
3: No, one time that happened, and Derek actually screamed,
1: "Why do you hate me?" At the audience.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's amazing. No, did, I, did anybody that, answer? No, did anybody that, that answer? didn't actually have no, Come on, it's a total <laughs> lie. It should happen. Do it with the black cat on Wednesday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just randomly.
1: Yeah, I'm ready. I'm about ready for a breakdown. Why not? Let's
0: do this. Well, you're actually uh, you're you're opening the black cat. I think okay. I think Ben, yeah. you play with everybody, but Derek, you're a solo artist in your own right. Yes. Um and so like what are you gonna be doing now that this tour is coming to a close?
1: Um I'm actually getting ready uh with Ben uh to put out an EP um, nice. at the end of this month, actually nice. so on June twenty first. So where is that going to be taking uh, place? That is going to be taking place at Iota club and cafe. Excellent. Um, and, uh, yeah, the best part about that is as soon as tour is over, I I get to do this all again with my stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, except it's not nationally yet and I can't afford to go much further than like Richmond, um, (laughs) right now, but, uh, it's still, you know, I have something else to push and something else to do so I don't have to wake up and get a real job yet. But I will. <laughs> so,
0: no, don't ever get a real job. But seriously, they suck. Um, so we were talking a little upstairs about the the, uh, the instrumentation on this album, and uh, I think you wanted to point out. I was always like, you know, talk about whatever you want, but make it clear that this is not like a one person, one role type of band. Yeah, you know,
2: no,
0: not. part of
3: what was really great about um about recording that album was that um we uh, we tracked all the drums with Ben. And we, we kind of had, you know, we were on a schedule for that. We had we only had a couple of days to get all that done. But then as far as all the rest of the recording goes, um, we really had a little bit of time and space. We set up a studio in, um, at my parents' house in, uh, in, in Paso Robles in California. And um, we sort of had some time to kind of stretch out and and try a lot of different things. We had access to all of our equipment, like all our guitars and amplifiers and all the different wacky effect pedals and Little percussion instruments and any idea that we could possibly have, like we got to explore on this record because we had we had time, and uh, that's that's the one thing that can sometimes. Uh, well, I don't know about other people. I'm speaking for myself right here. That sometimes can work against against you in a studio environment. Is that when you're paying for it, a lot of mm-hmm. times you're just like, oh man, the clock is ticking and the the dimes are, are just rolling away one at a time. And but um, w- w- without that constraint, there um, we we re- had an opportunity to kind of like. Just screw around and try, try different stuff and in the process um, I, Aaron came up with some really great ideas for, um, for extra instrumentation on some of the songs so there are songs on this record where you look at the songwriting credits uh, Coyote is one of them and the last song uh, Brush the Dust Off is one of them where Aaron played like 6 or 7 instruments on each right. of those songs Right, I got to
4: play a lot of lap steel, which was really fun.
3: and ben, you played some bass guitar too.
4: Yeah, yeah, bass is really fun. Bass I, is really
0: fun.
1: Hey,
4: I really. <laughs> don't <like that>. stay, <laughs> out of, I, stay out of my
0: wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that I can. Play, I can't play the, the guitar uh, and the
4: organ and the bass. Well, the I mean, time. and you can.
0: I think you can actually hear it on the album. Is that is that you have? Um, it's just these layers of stuff in certain songs, Coyote being one of them. Uh, uh, and it um, it just adds to what. Like I think you need a core good song to begin with period. Definitely. And then like as bands get better, as bands get tighter and everything, they learn how to do that mm-hmm. and add more to it and still you sound You have to
4: know when to stop, too. Yeah. You do I have to know when to stop. You kind of have to have a specific idea cuz I feel like that's a uh, since the since the era where you don't have to have an entire symphony in a room mm-hmm. playing all at once and get it in one take and you can just People are always like, oh like let's like fill up the pad with like everything. Well, I mean and I mean
0: let's be clear. Aerosmith like, ruined like springs <laughs> and rock songs forever. <laughs> Is it was it them? It was them. It was them. it was, okay. uh, it was I don't wanna close my eyes. Aerosmith uh,
4: ruined everything. It just
0: over the top, just like <laughs> done and you can't hear yeah. anything. And now it's in everything. You can't have like a A a motive like rock song without that. I know,
4: without tons of strings and like synths and organs that you can barely hear. Uh Uh And we've seen live bands do this too, where it's like they've got tons of interesting instrumentation, but they're playing all the time. Like every instrument is playing all of the time, and there's no. Consideration given to this space, and I mean, hey
3: man, really I mean music
4: relies, relies on, on silence maybe, maybe a, a lot as well. How about
1: that? <laughs> really,
3: well. Really effective modern production.
4: Triangle players union, sorry, because yeah, yeah. you're not, <laughs> you know, you're not, you're
3: not constrained by by the number of tracks. You know, it used to be even the best studios, you're like, well, you only had as many tracks as you had available on the board, yeah. right? Well, now you know the board is um, is a hard drive, and, yeah. and 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 you know you can just sit there and add just unlimited stuff. And uh, and so so a lot of times modern good modern producers know what to leave out more than yeah. than trying to figure out what else they can get in. Sure, you know? sure.
0: And I think that gets into the songwriting thing. Like you have yeah. a palette Kitty. or stuff. I know. Like, is Gus coming down. Maybe. looks like yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, Gus. Gus makes an appearance. An appearance. I, I I mean I mean just as like a drummer, Ben. Like I know you have. Uh, <laughs> uh, they were stolen actually. Yeah. Uh, all these stuff that like sort of build your sound as a drummer. Uh, you know, whereas like. Uh, you know, somebody on, on a kit like the one behind you is just gonna like banging on stuff, but you can really like build stuff mm-hmm. like with this huge thing, and it's important, I think, to writing the songs. I think, I mean, <laughs> what do you mean? So to be able to have that palette and use oh, it, oh,
2: um, yeah, well, it's it's nice to have. I mean, when I do sessions around here, which is you know, the what recording I have done is almost all been in the DC area, I definitely wake up that morning thinking, okay, which symbols do I want to bring? But mm-hmm. in the case of when I recorded. The drums for our record uh lean into the wind um i wasn't able to fly with much gear
3: at all oh really or Sorry. any actually you brought your so, stick bag uh, yeah you yeah. brought your stick bag and some percussion so, instruments but almost yeah. everything you brought i mean everything that you used was just the, the our live kit
2: yeah and so I, I also as as much as i think it's important to find you know pieces that that you can really express yourself on and get intimately familiar with them i think there's also a lot of importance and just for for me as a drummer just being able to sit down at any kit and trying to make good music with it. Yeah. Um so so I was able to do that, you know, for the record and and you know, when we did Derek's record, I switched snares or cymbals almost every song because yep. we did it in Ashburn. <laughs> yeah. Um when I did their record, it's the same snare, same cymbal. I mean, I think I'm going to retune the snare once for one song and that's it.
3: Yeah.
4: Ben also sang on the record and played mandolin and you brought that really cool thing that we were calling the pantera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is
2: some there is some pandero on uh the end of um, Lone Star Souvenir which is a
0: Brazilian tambourine. <laughs> Okay. That
4: was pretty cool. And that is
0: actually one of the songs that, I, when I was l- listening to it, I was like, wow, well, this could be in a David Lynch film. Uh huh. That mean, would be great. Actually, Absolutely. Yeah, I hope I mean, that
4: David Lynch is listening.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, well, it's confirmed. He's one of our listeners. <laughs> well, whoever, whoever one of 11, so we're good. Whoever, whoever licenses awesome.
3: songs for Mr. Lynch, um, <laughs> call me.
0: <laughs> we'll tweet it to him, I'm sure. Yeah. He'll yeah. So um, you're out on this tour. Uh, what was the best thing that happened to you? On this thing, because I mean, I friends with uh, Ben on Facebook, followed you guys on Twitter, see a lot of stuff. Looked like some pretty awesome shit.
2: Yeah, but best thing like musically or
4: um, it could be musically. I really enjoyed the Kingman Island Bluegrass Festival. Yeah, cool. that was the biggest audience that we've played for together.
3: Yeah, that audience I mean, was huge. I didn't get th- in that. Day. There were thousands of people. There were a lot of you people. You were the, people one of the people in? that got turned away.
0: Uh, we, I, I was actually, uh, not, not to interrupt, but uh, no, that's fine. No. Uh, I was actually, uh, we biked down there and they were like, everybody bike. And they had enough parking mm-hmm. for a hundred bikes. Oh, and wow. then there was 5,000 people in line when we got there wow. and they all got turned away. So.
4: A friend of mine got in after the cutoff only because he and his wife took a canoe.
0: I should have
3: thought. Yeah. <laughs> they canoed down the friggin' river. <clears throat> now, I, have you to, know, I
2: have to say, Chris and the folks who organized that. Um, you know, did a fantastic job because I've played lots of events and I know that the majority of the people that we dealt with, not the sound people, but Mm -hmm. a lot of the folks we dealt with that were on staff were volunteers. And generally just because of human nature, you know, volunteers, because there's no
4: there's no training There's no accountability really. in their yeah. no training.
2: They they generally don't don't do a very good job, but everyone I, that we worked with there was great and nice and it was run
0: really really well. Especially it's really hard having to that
4: many people. Yeah. It, it seemed like it was so, run
0: really well. It seemed like it just got overwhelming like they they didn't expect the response. It was yeah. the first nice weekend, man. They expected
3: that 12. Too. They expected 12 or 13,000 people and they got twice that many. Yeah. 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 You know? I mean, the fact that it, the fact that it that the festival went over it was a, a near, like I said before, a like superhuman feat of strength on, on the organizer's part.
4: Mm-hmm. There were so many reasons that I liked that experience. I mean, I really liked how accessible that festival is yeah. to people. Um, it was a donation, and it mm-hmm. went to a really cool organization, Living Classrooms, which is super nice. Yeah, we yeah. got to see a lot of cool bands. We uh, we backlined our stage, so we showed up in the morning and got to pretty much see everyone nice. over on that side. Nice. It was
3: it was nice. It was nice to think that something that something that was going on in that neighborhood was accessible to the people who live in that neighborhood too. There's 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 a lot of times yeah. where you'll see you'll see big big music events happening in a, in a part of town. Where the residents in the part of town can't afford to go because yeah. the tickets are yeah, like yeah. fifty, sixty, hundred dollar day passes, and you know, and this was a this was a ten dollar
0: not 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 compulsory donation, mm-hmm. you know. So and it's at the back of RFK. Uh,
3: yeah, I mean right. that
0: that's the thing. It's right. like you used to live in Capitol Hill, and it was like that you go down there, and it's just the the I used to actual, live right
4: next to RFK. <laughs> did you? Yeah,
0: and, and, and like Kingsman Island is just a beautiful like preserve yeah. for what it is, um, and they keep like developing it and stuff. So. If that was the best, then what was the worst? And did it involve chicken wire? Well, I did have I did have, one, I did have one thing I wanted to add to that oh. as far as be- good experiences. Uh,
3: one of the best experiences for for us on tour was a few days ago in um, in the Badlands in South Dakota, where where several several very large bison did not attack us. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that was really cool. That yeah. is.
3: Did, was it staring them down? They were staring us down. Interesting. They're, there there they're, was actually
2: one direct, like right in the middle of the campsite by the end of the evening, just eating grass, hanging out.
3: Yeah, could Holy not be
4: bothered. Sh- that was an amazing park. Two or
2: three thousand pound animals.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We travel with a National Parks Pass just nice. so that we can... Yeah. I mean, three months is a long time. It's nice to take breaks and go camping. Yeah, absolutely. Our, the other day, like our last day out, we just had time before the show, so we... Um, we just found a park, at state park in Illinois, and oh, that's grilled, uh-huh. you know, grilled some
0: had a, had a dogs,
3: grilled some,
4: some hot veggie dogs, dogs and, yeah. and like hung out. I
0: mean, do you guys have a pretty good support network going around the country and stuff? I mean, I've talked to a lot of people, like David. Good. Places to crash, you mean? Yeah, or? like places to crash. Bands that you know, and, well, and like,
2: yes, and and also the fact that there's bunks built into the van. Yeah. make it so that we can pretty much, if temperatures permitting, we can pretty much sleep in a Walmart parking lot just about anywhere in the country.
3: Nice. Yeah, yeah, that was something. So, that was something that um, that Aaron and I picked up really early on is that uh, some friends of ours from California uh, came and played a show with us in Chicago, and we had offered our our apartment to them, like, hey, you know, you guys can come stay with us, and I'm like, no you know we really um we they, they were they were traveling in like a VW camper and uh and they're like we, it's it's actually much easier for us to uh to to just camp out in um at Walmart and I'm like at Walmart what <laughs> like and they're like no actually most Walmarts have a policy uh where um if you're traveling in an RV or a van or whatever they'll allow you to park in their parking lot for it's, like it's up literally to the hours. Hours.
4: only good thing about Walmart.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm not going to go I'm not going to go in there and spend any of my money there but I'm but I'm I'm Sure, I'm sure going to go in and take a dump and, and then sleep in the van in the parking because <laughs> yeah, they're are usually most of them are 24 hours and so the bathrooms are available. You know, yeah. I mean it's it's really quite convenient for people in our situation. Yeah, as, long, yeah. as long as we can, as long as we can sleep in the van, it's not you know weather permitting, we can sleep in the van. Uh, it's it's really great. All we have to do is roll up, park, get up in the morning, use use the restroom, move on, and we haven't we haven't spent a penny. You know, I mean, you you get done at a, at a at a at a rock and roll gig. Sometimes you're not out till like two in the morning. Yeah. you're gonna go check into a hotel room. Then when you have to be out eight or nine hours later, I mean, it's yeah. a waste or, of money.
2: Or expect yeah. your friends who have to go to work the next morning yeah. to wait for you to, to, wait for you to finish packing up yeah. and then, and then show you to their house and show you where the bathroom is. Learn, and... learn that lesson. Yeah. Like take sure. off work the next day.
0: If you're housing somebody yeah. just yeah.
2: do it. Yeah. So we
4: do have, I mean, we've, and we've experienced some incredible hospitality. I don't oh, yeah. want to, yes. cool. um,
3: the folks that we stayed sure with change. in Ann Arbor were oh. fantastic. Yeah, they were amazing. Yeah. God, I want to <laughs> get, I want to my parents to adopt, um, um, Dave and his, and his wife, but, uh, they're the same age. So. <laughs> they um, made us this
4: amazing dinner, um, well, but we've just—what are these we people you this, knew in Ann Arbor? No, the, people we met online. they
3: the, really? uh, the, the, the guy who the family who we stayed with. Um, the the gentleman, Mr. David Rossiter, fronts, fronts uh, an alt country band uh, out of Ann Arbor called Houdang. Houdang. And, Houdang. And uh, and Houdang. They had played with <laughs> they had played with some friends of ours from uh, from Louisville called the Quiet Hollers. Amazing band, um, Quiet Hollers played with Houdang. So I looked, I looked them up. and was like, Hey, you know, we, we've got these friends in common. We'd like to set up a show with you guys in town, and which which he did. Uh, um, uh, we, we performed at a club called the Blind Pig, and then we we stayed at his place afterwards. And uh, I think his, I think his, their, I think their children are like our age. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's almost kind of like we were just, you know, staying at mom and dad's house and the, for the weekend.
2: The club we played at, I, I found out after the fact, was the location of the very first uh, Stooges show seriously yeah
3: nice
0: wow really yeah i the blind pig you didn't share that with us i didn't know no, until a couple days ago oh yeah. wow yeah so there's a secret level of badass to this tour underneath the badass of the tour <laughs> yeah <laughs> multiple levels this
4: level. is my favorite tour so yeah. far
2: um to, to answer your question about the worst yeah. thing that happened, i think we probably all agree that the break-in in chicago yeah. was yeah. Yeah. yeah
4: getting robbed sucked so,
3: so yeah here's here's the thing right Aaron, <laughs> Aaron and i used to live in chicago I used to work in the neighborhood uh, that that where we got where we got uh, broken into. Um, Wicker Park is uh, has got a lot of a lot of clubs and ven- night nightclubs, uh, venues, restaurants, bars. It's um it's a it's a really sort of happening <laughs> area, and um, there is a really great taqueria and tequila bar called Big Star that I wanted to go have lunch at. We found a parking space a couple blocks away. I used to work at Big Star, so I mean, I should—it was one of those yeah. things. I should have known better. But found a bar- parking space a couple of blocks away. There was a guy in a car. who was kind of eyeballing us as we were getting out, and I was thinking, eh, maybe I should move the van. Oh, I'm probably just being paranoid. It's fine, no big deal. So we we go to Big Star. We have some tacos. We have some drinks. We come back. Driver's side windows smashed out, and wow. um, they didn't take any of our instruments. Thankfully. They did take all of our personal electronics. Yes.
1: Yeah. I, I
4: want to do a little public service announcement here. Um, we actually were under the impression that our instruments were covered under our insurance and we found out through this experience that they weren't. The reason
3: we were under the impression was because the insurance um, right. insurance uh, underwriter that I spoke to when I bought the policy told us that they were and in fact most insurance policies will not cover music instruments. Yeah, like used.
4: renters policies, homeowners policies. Yeah, no, Is Just because it's, it's for, all site?
0: You're taking them around?
3: Or
4: like, no, because it's a business. It's because we use um, it for,
0: bit for our band, for
3: our business. It's technically
4: yeah. seen as, as professional equipment so right. it's not covered. So we ended up going with a company that just specializes in covering instruments for touring bands and for all the touring musicians out there uh you want to check with your insurance and make sure your stuff's covered
3: i think our premium i think our premium for all of our gear um all the band's gear uh is is like 300 dollars a year and it's it's worth every penny for the peace of mind you know if we were to have any of that stuff stolen we would get it all replaced because
0: you're never gonna get back you know if you've had like a guitar for like Thirty years, you know, or something. You're never going to oh, get back these very yeah. special things. But mm. because you are working musicians, I mean, those are your tools. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't have them, you're fucked.
2: Yeah, we yeah. were we were very lucky. We actually heard, I think, two weeks after we were broken into, that a band uh, touring from I think California had their van stolen.
0: They had their van stolen
2: well, in and, the
4: same spot, in, in exact, the, same, in the exact neighborhood same neighborhood
2: during in broad daylight, just like ours. Uh, might even have been the same folks, and they had. Like it was thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of lost equipment, like, you know, favorite guitars, personal and, you know. stuff yeah. and, and band
3: See, equipment
0: the, and all that.
2: gone. So yeah. we got away. We got away. I mean, I, I lost a lot of uncompressed pictures from mm-hmm. that I've taken on tour. But um, apart from that, I didn't lose anything, you know, and it's all
0: just stuff. Well, That's good because you've already through that.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I have had things stolen from me before, yeah. No, yeah I, we I,
3: we really lucked out in that situation. I mean, we were able to get the window replaced and we were able to get all of our all of our stuff um that was that was stolen um covered and replaced and uh we you know, we, we didn't even actually miss any shows because of that.
4: We did have to climb into a dumpster. Derek found like some of our stuff in a dumpster. We had yeah. to climb in and get
3: all, it. All of our bags full of clothing and everything were, were removed from the van and then thrown into the dumpster just down the street, which thankfully...
1: Wasn't that nice of them?
3: Yeah, to... they left it all in one place. Well, initially, I was kind of offended
2: because actually my bag was uh, my clothes bag was not stolen so I thought it was sort of a comment on my wardrobe that they stole everybody else's clothes but no, not my... Like, oh, Fortunately no. I discovered that yeah when he found the stuff in the dumpster that they didn't want any of our clothes so I didn't yeah. feel as bad I, I thought
4: that the most interesting thing was they had actually <laughs> taken all the clothing out and just stuffed it back into random bags so we had to pull it all out and like wash it. Like course, they were looking
2: and, for brand name stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah and sort yeah, yeah. through
4: all of our stuff and um, they're like it's vintage our- women's bell bottoms we don't want this but when we pulled out everything Everything and everything was kind of accounted for. That was still there. There was this one pink sock, oh, no, sock.
0: that didn't belong <laughs> to any of us. Whoa! Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was, was just less. less. Was it was they give it, <laughs> right. they take it, but they also give it.
2: It was their calling card. There, there the pink sock, burglars. <laughs>
3: yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Derek and Ben's. Derek and Ben lost their laptops, but um, but but we we gained a pink sock. So there's. Yeah, there's always there's, there's always justice. There's, there's always justice.
1: Years and years of photos. There's, there's a silver. So I think that you have killed, killed ben. ben. Ben is bright red. There's right a now. silver lining. Come Thousands on, man. Two dollars of electronics, but you know we got that sock. So. Yeah. <clears
4: <clears <throat> I think I actually threw the sock away oh, you To be fair oh. yeah. We were, at that time that we, we were staying that's,
1: <laughs> the, that's the next
3: album cover Come on
1: yeah. <laughs> at, like, at the
3: time we were, staying, we were staying with the guy who runs our record label mm-hmm. um, our, my, my friend Josh Who uh, is, it runs Seven Dead Arson Records Put out our album We were staying with him and uh, and I, I, I do love Josh dearly. He's he is one of my he's he's one of the, the people that I consider that yeah. I am proud to say he is my friend. Josh is awesome. Um, he's also he's also a little bit um, he's also a little bit obsessive about about cleanliness <laughs> and organization. He was the so upset guy.
4: that I went in the dumpster. He was like, don't, don't go. Oh, God. Oh, she's in there. She's in the dumpster. Oh, yeah. my God
3: yeah he just like if he he'd had some hand sanitizer on him i think he would have just pulled it out and started like rubbing it on his hands back and forth and be like must stay clean must stay clean no, and we, we uh yeah he, he he was very insistent that we wash ourselves and all of our clothing while well it's really apartment. nice
4: because i mean we, we did want to wash we ourselves our yeah
0: clothing. sure yeah josh if for some reason you hear this buddy we love you <laughs> all right despite your germophobia um, well, yeah, that's pretty bad. Actually, our friends in uh, Roadkill Ghost Quarter get broken into in Chicago. I will ask them oh, if wow. it's the same place. They only mm. stole Garza's clothes, though. So that's I don't what know what that says. Yes. But it literally, like, like posted... Now Ben feels fa- worse. Yeah, he posted <laughs> to Facebook. He's like, I have no underwear Ben, we for need rest to talk
1: tour. about your wardrobe. Like, no, ben, <laughs> next time we go on tour, I'm hiding all my money in your bag. Yeah, that's, that's just a good happens. idea. Most,
3: what's most, most likely the case is that there, there are um, a few people who are targeting that neighborhood because... It, it sees a lot of a lot of traffic um, from people from other parts of the city, people from other parts of the country who are there. There's some clubs and, there. Bands, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it it's a it, it's not a the people who are breaking into there. They don't they don't the breaking into like like vans or whatever there. They they don't live there.
4: Well, what's crazy is judging by like what they stole from us and like what they would be able to get as far as value, like they've got to be making like minimum wage doing this. Sure, <laughs> yeah, I mean sure.
3: they'll get they'll get like you know fifty bucks for a laptop and then like maybe another like ten bucks for like a, a six year old iPod. It's a, yeah, you know those guys those those guys do a couple break-ins a day and they're they're lucky if they clear a few hundred dollars. Yeah. You know it's it's <laughs> their their job their job sucks way worse than ours.
4: We did get a letter from the um, Chicago Police Department assuring us that they were working very hard on our case got any
1: leads
3: yeah. <laughs> oh man we got the guys down at the crime lab working in
0: shifts this, <laughs> this new band just popped up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um so i guess that's the worst when when you're going back to california you guys are staying here in dc mm-hmm. uh when, what's the next plan? When's the uh, next tour? Is it gonna be a new album? Is it gonna be a new tour? Or
3: well, what? We,
4: we've got a little Actually, bit going on this summer. Well,
0: first, what we're gonna have to do is see. Unbeknownst to Derek and
3: Ben, I've 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 collected DNA samples. Excellent. <laughs> and so we're gonna have to grow our a new rhythm section when we get back to California. I don't know. You what there? do you mean
1: unbeknownst? I let you take those samples.
3: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Weird stuff
2: happens in the van.
3: Yep. Uh, it's been it's been a long tour. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Uh, let's let's let's
4: talk. Let's you, talk about. You talk guys about keep your samples crazy. to yourself.
0: <laughs> a long, so, sweaty, sticky tour. So
3: first
4: we got, you know, we got a couple things going on this summer. We've got the um, the Black Hat show on mm-hmm. Wednesday, and then which everybody got, should go to. Everyone should go. I mean, I hear that Derek might have a meltdown. So. Yeah, it's true.
2: I might. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> um,
4: so we're gonna play the Del Rey Music Festival. Okay. Um, June 28th. June twenty eighth yeah. in
2: Alexandria. Everybody should go to that too. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's going go really to be really fun. The
4: and Both. then Ben, you should tell us a little bit about what we're doing in August.
2: Um, I'll be having my fourth annual Ben Tuftson Friends show at Jam and Java in Vienna nice. on August sixteenth, and um, we're going to play um, along with many, many other acts at uh, at that event.
0: Nice. So, so doing it. Has it always been a Jam and Java, or has it yep. been? Okay. Yep. Okay.
3: Yeah, Aaron and I are actually really happy to be able to hang around for that. I mean, I know I mean, how important the event is to Ben and um, and to to be able to stick around long enough in the area. Um, I mean, we miss California, but but we really, really are happy that we're going to hang around and be able to be a part of that.
4: Yeah, Very and cool. after that, Chris and I are going to drive back in, in a leisurely manner because this— Take an actual honeymoon? Yeah, this tour has <laughs> been our honeymoon, but, like, we had two other dudes with us, yeah. so we're going to— we're going to hit New Orleans. You're
1: going to go have a boring road trip.
4: Yeah, I know. You. We're going to just be sitting there being like, God, you know what would be amazing is if somebody was yeah. telling us There were two other people. Right
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, it'd be
3: really great if we can't have sex because there's two other people in the van. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it
4: sucks Things that it that doesn't knit. smell like, <laughs> like fruity... Vaporized. <laughs> what van. did you call it? The stripper van. perfume. Yeah, no, the stripper perfume. The
3: van doesn't currently smell like a like a great black and mild. Is that a band that opened
0: for you? <laughs> stripper perfume. Right. No. Yeah, that was in Memphis. That's yeah. in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. always in Memphis. <laughs> I love that town, by the way. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, guys, for coming and doing this. Uh, yeah. Everybody, go out to their show on Wednesday. Ben, welcome back to the basement. Uh, you. you guys are welcome to come down here anytime.
2: Thank you. Hopefully on
0: a weekend we'll cook some fucking food for you and it'll be it'll be a good time. Oh, Sounds man. good. Uh, She's been very hospitable. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So you, Moray I'm sorry, <laughs> Miss Siobhan and you, Marais, mm-hmm. Um New album's out now.
3: It is. it is. It is, and you can pretty much any anywhere digitally that it, that you can find music. iTunes, Bandcamp, Spotify, any of the streaming services that are evil that don't pay the musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, any places like that, you can you can get a hold of our record. You can you can order hard copies of it on CD, and eventually well, there will be vinyl from uh, Seven Dead Arson Records. Nice. Yeah. It's probably easier to spell the album title than it is to spell the band name. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say our, we have a website, and it's it's uh, a dot mm-hmm. but it's such a long name it's m-i-s-s-s-h-e-v-a-u-g-h-n yuma is y-u-m-a and we'll put up we'll put all this we'll put all
0: this in the in the show notes and the links and stuff name of the album is "Leaning to the wind yes sir got that right so uh well i'll see you guys soon hopefully thanks thank you thank you for having us
4: we are our own saving grace
0: Discussion with Miss Siobhan and you, Uh Really good people to show up with snacks, so that's always a bonus. Uh, if you're coming to hang out with us, you don't need to show up with snacks, but if you do, yeah, we'll love you more. Uh, at any rate, like we said, uh, this Wednesday they're going to be at the Black Cat DC. Uh, Derek is opening, and a band named Lou Ray is opening as well. I recommend everybody be there. I will be there. Uh, check out their album. You can buy it. We'll have a link to that. Uh, Lean Into the Wind. You can listen to it on RDO, Spotify, all over the place. Um, And yeah, and hopefully they'll come back soon. Uh, We talked a little bit before this. It seems they have a lot to talk about. (laughs) And uh, we want to hear what they want to talk about. But so this is just the first conversation. Uh, So that's it for this episode of Chunky Lies of the Podcast. Coming up later on in the week, uh, me, Paul, and Susie are going to discuss new albums from uh, Sharon Van Etten and DC band Priest, who I am sadly missing their CD release show tonight to mix this, but they'll be around too. So I hope you enjoy listening to this and we will talk to you soon.